so happy. It's Thursday. It's day. It's been a long time since I've done a live video, so I thought I'd jump on here. And first of all, I want to toot Steve Hopper's horn. He is an amazing man with an incredible message, an incredible story. And if you ever have the opportunity to learn from him, I highly, highly suggest that you do. I saw him for the second time today, and I am thrilled that I went. I almost didn't go, and it was so worth my time. And I'm always so grateful for people like Steve Hopper because he is genuinely giving, and a lot of people don't have what he has because they haven't been through what he's been through. So nothing against those who don't have the same amount of humility that he has, but, um, and rightfully so, it's, it's um, a breath of fresh air to actually go and listen to a speaker that has true humility and is humble. It's in, empowering and it's extremely, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just awesome to see somebody genuine like him. So, I'm grateful that I went. I got a lot out of today, and I can't wait to implement the things that he taught us today. It was wonderful. So I can't see if anybody's on here. Um, so it's kind of weird. Usually I can see. I see that there's two people, but I can't see who you are. So I don't know if Facebook Live has changed. Hey, Morgan. Okay, now I can see. It's a little weird when you're on Facebook Live and you're talking and you feel like you're totally talking to yourself. Hey, Morgan. So it's um, like 423 where you are, right? California. It's a lot earlier there. I'm in the Sunshine State and it's been a little chilly here. Anyway, so I was saying like Facebook Live is... A way to really communicate and drop some knowledge out there to the universe and make new connections make new friends but also give you know which is why I'm on here tonight it's been a while since I've offered some information or just did a shout out for somebody and so I wanted to get on here and just say hello and also I want to talk about today hello I want to talk about I want to talk about obnoxious people <laughs> in the sense that not entertaining them you know if you have I'm just gonna cut right to the chase here if you have a toxic friend well they're not really your friend or a toxic person in your life that is purposely trying to bring you down or ruffle your feathers or make you look bad, maybe make a fool out of you for a third party, make you the brunt of their joke. Um, they're more than likely making a fool out of themselves, but they are intentionally pushing your buttons, being very disrespectful, rude, and just doing whatever they can to try to bring you down because obviously they're down, obviously, because people who act out like that, there's 
something going on inside of them for them to be so disrespectful and mean, belittling, obnoxious, um, non-classy, whatever you want to call them. No cooth. There's a reason for that, which you're not responsible. Hi, Laura. You know, for even knowing the reason or understanding the reason. But, you know, there comes a time in your life where you need to cut the tie. You need to quit the communication, you know, at all costs. Because what is it costing you to try to have a friendship with somebody or meaningful communication or responsible communication with somebody who is absolutely not on your level. You know, chances are if you attempt to have a relationship with somebody like that, then you're going to lower yourself to their level when they act out because you're going to try to talk and reason with somebody who absolutely is incapable. And that's just what they do to fill that void inside themselves. They have to do that to distract themselves from whatever misery they're in and misery loves company and there's been a saying hi john there's a saying you know never argue with an idiot because then they won't know which one the idiot is and easier said than done it's easy to get caught up and the next thing you know you're finding yourself engaging in a manner that isn't who you are you know you're yelling or you're you know, you might be, they might be talking over you, so you're raising your voice even more. You're letting your emotions get out of control because you're completely in just total disbelief that you're even having to deal with such a type of person. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I grew up in a home that um, isn't like that. I didn't grow up in a chaotic, you know, very uh, drama-based, ugly environment where we didn't know how to treat each other you know I mean granted you know I'm not saying that my family's perfect because Lord knows we're not but we certainly have class and we didn't go out of our way to just antagonize one another and um, you know mess with one another and be passive aggressive with one another thank God I mean nobody in my family's like that and I'm so happy because you know, I have come across quite a few people through the years that are, and I have definitely attempted to reason with them, be friends with them, have a healthy rapport with them, but time and time and time again, they have showed me that they're incapable of being on my level, and, and the only thing for me to do is to cut the tie. So this isn't about me. This is just me speaking about an example of how I've encountered this type of person many, many, many times in my life. And, you know, I have learned the hard way that I cannot change or control or help a person that does not want to be better. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you're stuck you know, whether maybe it's somebody that is a family member or it could be somebody that you have to work with side by side in an office or somebody that you have children with. Whoever it is, you're not stuck. You are able to completely cut the ties of that relationship rather than lose yourself in the process of trying to have a relationship with somebody who is absolutely going to continue to disrespect you. Some people never learn. Some people are never going to change, and if they want to change, they can, but the best thing you can do is be an example 
of what self-respect really means and teach people how to treat you. So by cutting the ties and letting go of that relationship, you are setting a very solid, strong boundary that you are not going to tolerate anybody in your life that doesn't know how to talk to you appropriately. And now some people are having a bad day. That's not the same thing. It's Don't confuse this with that intentional person that's miserable, that has work to do, that has a lot to learn, or is just never going to change and wants to pull you under, wants to drown you. They may be jealous of you. They want what you have. Whatever's going on, your job is to cut off communication, save your sanity, save your peace, that anything that steals your peace is too expensive. Keep your joy and don't let people bring you down. So there's a block button on social media, which works awesome. And rather than give excuses, give thousands of chances, you know, think that it's going to be any different, you might as well in 2020 step up, level up for yourself, cut the ties and move on and surround yourself around people who are worthy of being in your life. Okay, treat yourself good and you know the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. The platinum rule, treat people how they want to be treated. If these people don't understand proper respect and etiquette and how to treat people, they do not belong in your circle. They do not belong in your world. Let them go. Cut the ties. Block them. Um, limit conversation if it's at work. Say only what you have to. Be polite. But don't open up the door anymore for anything further. They have showed you who they are time and time again. It's time to let them go. In 2020, change the way you handle toxic, unhealthy people. Just let them go. Self-respect is the name of the game. And so that was my message for today. I just wanted to put that out there. Hey, Patty. Hey, Steve. Hi, Dina. Hey, Dina. Deanna. John. Disco. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Greg. Thanks for joining me tonight. It's been a while since I've gotten on here, and I'm just talking about setting healthy boundaries and... You know, stepping up for yourself and letting go of anybody who is not treating you right or is disrespectful. They don't belong. Don't confuse it with people who are having a bad day. You'll know the difference. I'm talking about those who are trying to make a fool out of you, um, you know, to just to purposely bring you down. Just because they have nothing better to do. Because misery loves company and they're obviously going through something. Let them go. All right. That's the message for today. Hey, Stevenberg. Okay, hope y'all rock your rest of your evening and be true to yourself. Peace out. Oh boy, was that fun. Here I am live. Hello, everybody. Coach Kathy here. And I'm on a different live stream than the one that I set up yesterday. So now I'm curious to see if the few people that were waiting on the other screen are going to find me because this is my very first live YouTube and um, I set it up and when I clicked it to go live it just didn't send me live so I'm on a new stream I believe
see if I can invite people. Bear with me, this is all brand new and had an event set, set up and it didn't work. Oh, hey, Paul, you're here with me, I see, right? I think you found me because I don't believe this is connected to the original one I set up. Can you send me a chat if you're here? I don't want to get started. Um, <laughs> what a mess. Oh boy. And I don't, I just don't understand why it's not connected to the original one that I set up. I'm waiting. Good thing for live chat. I know there were some other people that were planning to be here with me. Okay, so I see, and it's just unfortunate because I had it set up to go to that other live stream that I created, and I just don't know. It says that um, somebody's here with me. Could you send me a chat <clears throat> in the chat box, please? Okay, it looks like three people are here with me, but I don't see. Could you guys send me a chat or say something so that I could get started? Because I'm not seeing um, who you are. And I want to make sure I don't start without a few people that I know were coming tonight. 
but maybe you guys are the ones. So are you able to send me a chat? Can you hear me? Let's let me check my phone. Oh, okay, Paul. I see on my phone. See, that's weird. I can see. From oh, okay, Paul. I see on my phone. That you're see, saying that's it's weird. working. Oh, okay, Paul. I see. But on it my does, on my computer. It's not letting me see that. So, that's good. Okay, good. So it says, um, that that you guys are on here, and that's what matters. So I'm going to get started. And thank you for being patient with me. Um, I really wish I could see. Uh, Paul, is your mom on here? Because I don't want to start without her. And it says that. I wish it was telling me who's on here. It's weird. Send me a message through a uh, private message on Facebook, if you would. Just let me know that your mom's on here. I, I don't, I can get started. I just don't want to start. Wow, I'm already seven minutes in. Oh, hey, Paul. Okay, you think so? It's working. Okay, thank you. I appreciate the communication. This is like not going exactly as I planned. It's not connected to the original post that I made. So here we go. Um, and this is an hour long and typically it starts at 530. I'm going to be doing it on Monday evenings and I'm going to be doing live videos on addiction. And there are tons of topics along the um, category of addiction. So who is an addict is my first question right out of the gate. I'm Kathy and I'm an addict. And that is not hard for me to say at all today. That is something that I'm completely comfortable with and I am fully in self-acceptance. I embrace it and I love myself today inside and out. Um, why is it so hard to call ourselves an addict? Well, for one, it's a stigma and it shouldn't really have a title like that. Somebody who eats um, a lot of food, has a food addiction, isn't called a sugar addict. Um, they're if, if they're a diabetic, they're not titled a sugar addict because it's a medical condition. So the um, press and the media have, back in 2017, corrected the way that they journal about that and describe us. They say more that they were addicted to a specific substance or object or outside issue because calling people an addict and 
giving them a title like that is a negative and it makes addicts feel like they're bad or wrong instead of it being a medical condition, which is in our brain. It's a, it's a disease in our brain and it doesn't matter what type of addiction you have. It it could be um, alcohol. It could be, thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. It could be drugs. It could be gambling. You could be addicted to work, sex, porn, food, anger, chaos, drama, gambling, and the list goes on. Power, money. So addiction is in our brain. And once we stimulate that frontal, the frontal lobe of our brain, then the craving sets in and the brain just wants more, 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 and more. So it directs our thinking from being able to plan events or follow suit with responsibility. And we turn around and do things that we wouldn't normally do. Like if it's causing psychological or physical um, issues toward our own self, harm toward ourself, then obviously it's a medical condition in the brain because who would do that? Nobody wants to walk around causing personal harm to themselves or to anybody else for that matter. But unfortunately with addiction, when we allow the addiction to run our life and we don't do something about it, because the beauty is there is a solution. Unlike if we had cancer, that type of disease, there's not necessarily a cure. And it's not that as an addict, we're ever cured, but there's a solution. So we do have the ability and the power to put it to rest. We have the ability to manage it instead of allow it to manage us. So that is a blessing. So it's a responsibility. And once we know we have this addiction, it is our job to battle it and to beat it and to take action to overcome and keep it at bay because it's always there to run our life and run our show and it runs us right into the ground. I mean, it causes massive issues. We end up in jails, institutions, death through health issues or um, think about sex addiction and the dangers there of like what you could be putting yourself through and what kind of diseases you could get that are non-curable. So addiction is there to harm us, whether it's food, which can cause obesity, which causes major health issues, cardiovascular, diabetes, which kills us. So you're either going to end up in jail, an institution, or death, jobless, homeless. These are things that come with addiction. They are there to destroy. Addiction is not something that is pleasant, so therefore nobody wants to admit to being an addict. But denial keeps us extremely sick. So it's really important for you to be able to identify whether you are or not an addict. And some of the ways that help you to get honest with yourself is to ask yourself some questions such as, is your vice causing you to abandon your family, friend, time, socializing, work? Is it getting in the way of you showing up to participate with your family, to be there for your family, to be at work, to be at social events, to be with your friends and show up to special occasions and dates. Is it, is it getting in your way there? Cause that's a really strong indicator. Normally you would absolutely be responsible and want to be there with your family and friends and work. So that's one way. Also, is it causing you major financial issues? Uh, again, whatever it may be, the vice that you may have, 
It, it, for example, gambling. Is it causing you financial issues? Drugs? Yeah. Okay. It's going to cause you to go broke. So that's another indicator. If you're caught, you know, financially under the gun, is it causing you to have sleep issues? Are you irritable? Are you depressed? Are you having to go to the doctor more so? Is the doctor telling you that you're having medical issues? These are ways for you to get honest and get in touch with your truth by asking yourself certain questions. Do you have memory loss? Um, Are you obsessing over it? Is it on your mind all day? Do you wake up in the morning and crave that specific thing? Like, are you a shopping addict? Are you going buy all these clothes and you still have tags on everything in your closet? Typically what we're doing is we have something going on. We usually have a hurt, hurt feeling in our hearts. We're upset. We're sad. We're angry. There's resentment or there's something going on where we're not feeling a hundred percent. And we want to fill that void with something, some sort of instant gratification, something to make us feel better in the moment. But all that happens is we end up having remorse. These are things you could be asking yourself right now. Do you do this? What do you do when you're feeling sad? What is your go-to? Do you go outside and smoke a cigarette? That's causing your lungs to be black. It's unhealthy. It could kill you. It's robbing you of your life. So these are things to think about, first of all, to know who is an addict and are you an addict? And it is hard to admit that because it makes us feel like we're less than or something's wrong with us when really it's just a medical condition. It doesn't make you any less than or better than anybody. And it rob you of having an amazing, incredible life if you do the work to get there. Um, I personally battle alcohol and drug addiction. So I landed my happy self in a rehab, which then took me on to a 12-step program. And it's been an incredible journey. And for the first 10 years, I started in 2005. I was uh, relapsing throughout those first 10 years on and off throughout those years. Sometimes I would put together some time, but I never quite followed the suggestions the way they're, they're laid out for me. So um, running my own show self, well, my own pro- program kept me relapsing and that's a whole nother topic for another day. But because of that, I landed in a 12 step program that a lot of you will never end up going to because your addiction may not require you to, or you may not feel like, You need to do that. And that's part of the reason that I wrote my book, Stop Holding Onto Your Shift, where the F is very small. And what my book is a nine-step guide, motivational guide on how for you to become your happiest, healthiest version of yourself. So I took what I've learned through the years. I started learning and analyzing my life and myself at age 23. I went to a therapist to find out Um, You know, why am I always in these unhealthy relationships where I'm always broken hearted, mad and angry and I wasn't looking at myself. I'd never even told them that I drink or use drugs. So it's no wonder. And that's been my story and my stories. I could go on and on. But today we're not talking about my story. But because of the years and years that I've invested in personal development, personal growth, education and psychology, um, I've been in rehabs with world-renowned psychiatrists, and I have just always been amazed and fascinated by human behavior, and I love understanding why things are the way they are, especially for me in my life, 
you know, because I couldn't understand it, figure it out. Like I have a great family. I have amazing children, wonderful friends. And I've always had these wonderful jobs, but yet my love life was always a big failed, a uh, big, big F. I always failed there. And, you know, for years and years, I was a victim. I was blaming, you know, all the people I chose to date instead of looking within. And once I learned to look within and look at myself and become fully accountable for who I am and, and that the addiction was running my life. And once I learned all this, I was able to totally own every decision and choice that I ever made. And that is like such a huge piece to becoming free, happy, joyous, free is being accountable and really seeing that I'm my problem. I'm responsible for everything that's ever happened in my life. And, you know, once I stop blaming every person I could blame, my entire world shifted. I stopped holding on to my shift and I started to really see the reality and the truth. And it's not so bad, you know, but fear and denial will keep us very sick because if we're ashamed or if we believe the lies of the committee between the ears is telling us, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Something's wrong with me. I'm I'm socially different. I don't belong. I don't fit in. If I believe that, then the disease in the brain is winning. And then the addiction is winning. I'm feeding the negative and I'm feeding the addiction. And so therefore the behaviors come along with it. Our thoughts do rule us. So if we don't rule our mind, our mind will rule us. And we don't want to allow that committee that is there to take us out. The ego, the devil, the disease we have to be in touch with all this. And the more we know and the more we understand, the more we win and we conquer and we succeed at putting the disease to rest. And that all comes from having a choice of being in faith because we cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. It is completely impossible. And every morning when we wake up, we have a choice on which one we're going to feed. So choose faith. And that takes doing work. So who is an addict is our topic today. And basically the whole point of today was just for you to take a look at some of the questions I've asked to help you figure out, you know, if you are an addict, because if you are an addict, if you love an addict, I want to tell you that you, the best is yet to come. I mean, your future is so bright. I need to put shades on. You just have to believe and trust the process and do the work to get there Anything that brings success to us requires action and it requires work. We don't get to just learn this through osmosis and hear it and then say, oh, yeah, I've tried that. <laughs> tried that many times. Didn't work. Um, you know, typically people who share about it and want to help others, it's because they're so excited. Like, I'm so excited to have gotten into the solution to understand it and to then actually get to live my best life now, like my happiest self, my most secure, most solid, most confident self is here and now. And it doesn't matter how old you are or what you've been through or what you've done. What matters is what you do now. So they say, you know, life is 10% of what has happened to you and 90% of what you do about it. So your attitude will make you or break you. And they say, how does this work? How do I get happy, joyous, and free? Well, 
How it, that the acronym how is the H is honesty, the O is being open minded, and the W is for willingness. Those are the hows. So you have to have those three. Honesty is number one. Honesty is number one. I recently relapsed. I can't believe it, but I did. So for me, you know, of course, my disease said, well, you're not credible. You no longer have a, have a right to coach or tell people how it's done or share your um, wisdom because you just decided to go and pick up. But that's the disease. See, this is between me and God, not between me and anybody else. And if I was to choose to listen to that, then I'd be right back out right now. But luckily, I've become so resilient and so connected to my higher power, to God, to where I know how to bounce back. I had four years and four months. And now I, I went out. I went out in April. I went out and I instantly told on myself. But as soon as I went into the Zoom meetings to kind of, you need a support group. You need a network. I was, oh, I'm being judged. I was judging myself. I, I was deciding that I'm no longer worthy. But I've done so much work through all these years that I'm like, no, that's a lie. So the whole idea is for us, it's progress, not perfection. It's to grow. It's to be better. It's to learn. And then you're winning. You're winning. So I jumped back in, decided, oh, no, I don't belong here. I'm not. This isn't working. Ego, fear, the lies. Went back out a couple times and then luckily my children sat before my face and they were like my my new uh, awakening, my, my flashing light of God saying, hello, <laughs> you're going to destroy and throw your life away because that's how tricky this disease is. It's there to destroy, whether it's food, it's comfort, it's whatever it is that you are doing it's going to control you if you don't control it. And this just literally happened to me. And I have to share about that because if I'm not honest, then I'm not really recovering and I'm not okay with who I am. Like my story is my story. Would I have loved after 10 years of going in and out to say I've never ever had to ever say that I have a different date than my date? Sure. I would love that. But how important is that really? Because it's not about the quantity of time. It's about the quality of your time. And my quality of time was really not good anymore. I was dry because I wasn't doing the action. I was complacent. I decided I was cured. See, this is like an all day, every day process of us being in acceptance of it and then doing the medicine to keep it at bay. Like if you have cancer, you're going to take some medicine. If you're a diabetic, you're going to take your insulin. Well, if you're an addict, you have to use the medicine. Otherwise, you go into what we call self-will. And self-will run riot where we're left to our own devices with the committee between our ears. We're going to run ourselves right into the ground. So when I backed off of doing my work, I decided I was cured. That's what it's there to do. It's there to trick me, fool me. It's cunning, baffling, and powerful. And if I don't stay five steps ahead of it, I'm going to go back down. So I just got to see the blessing was that I'm not beating myself up. I'm not shame. I'm not wallowing in my self-pity. I'm not afraid to look anybody in the eye and tell the absolute truth because this is my story. I'm not here to be perfect or 
like something I'm not. I'm here to be Kathy. I'm an addict. And that's what addicts do. And I'm not proud of it. And if I change it, sure. But I have to look at the positives. I, don't, I, I can't change it. So what can I do? I can look at how incredible it is that I'm actually doing more work right now and feeling better than I have the last two years because I'm back in. I made a decision to get a sponsor that's holding me accountable. You know, I changed sponsors. Like I know I've needed to do that for the last five, six years, but you know, I allowed my people pleasing or my fear of hurting somebody's feelings or, you know, my thinking, am I making the right choice? When in my mind, I already knew what I needed to do to take care of me. I love the sponsor that I've had. She's amazing. She's like family to me. I love her. I've loved her for the last, we've been together for like 10 years. But, you know, there's times where you have a little inner voice, which is God saying you need to take some action and you need to do some things. And if you don't pay attention and do it, then guess what? We might fall on our face. You know, so um, pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Okay, I, I had to walk through that pain. I had to walk through it. I had to feel the feelings. I had to cry. I had to grieve. I've had to go through the, the grieving cycle of anger. You know, it's sadness, it's bargaining, it's denial, and then acceptance. And when you work through it and you do the work, you get into acceptance, you're, you are free. You're free. This isn't about anybody and their opinion and thought. You know, this is about me and God. It's between me and God. I know my intentions. I know my thoughts. So if your intentions are pure, your motives are pure, you're okay. It's when you want to... Lose your integrity and character. You want to do things behind the scenes and hide it and keep it a secret because you're so afraid, you know, that you're going to be judged or you're going to be looked upon in a negative light. That's when you're feeding the beast and that's when you're going to go down. So don't hide it. Get in touch with who you are. If you're an addict, it's okay. It doesn't matter what your vice is. There's a solution. There's a solution for the family members to know how to handle the ones that are addicted so that they don't harm each other. The more they know, the better they can work together, the, the better they can have peace and faith over fear and anger, which is crucial. You know, people are dying right and left due to whether it's obesity, whether it's gambling and losing so much money, they kill themselves. So mental disorders, you know, so love, it's all about being loving and the more, addict loves themselves, which is the whole goal here. That's what this is all about. Learning to love yourself and uh, being your biggest cheerleader, your own biggest fan, really, truly knowing who you are and being okay with every bit of you, your falls, your flaws, your insecurities, your, your quirky stuff. All of it is, is what it's all about. Being completely in self-love fly first, love yourself. I'm doing a fly series this year. And I'm conducting events live about loving yourself, like setting healthy boundaries, having coping skills, learning skills and tools to use. When you want to go eat that loaf of bread, you're not going to because you're going to have skills and tools on how to flip the script in your brain that says, no, 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 that's the, I'm already hurt right now. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling this. Let me now go use the food to feel better. No. Once you develop these skills, you stop going to the cabinet to eat to feel better. You stop going to get the drug or the alcohol or the sex partner. You stop 
because you love yourself. And when we love ourselves, we take good care of ourselves. And when we take really good care of ourselves, we can take really good care of all the others. We're not perfect. It's progress, not perfection. And that is basically what today's about. Um, just wanted to get in touch with who is an addict and how to really understand whether you are. If once you open the door to something that vice pornography, if you get on your computer and you look at something, you're stimulating that frontal lobe in your brain that wants more. It is now detoured from responsible decision making and it is now craving the vice that it's addicted to. So the key is to not open the door, obviously. And if you open the door, you better know how to really bounce back resilience quickly, really quickly. And then you're okay. Mistakes, they happen. You got to let them go and you got to move forward. So that is pretty much what I have to say. Does anybody have any comments? I wish that I could see your faces where you could talk to me, but that's not the way that this one's working. And I'm going to investigate it a little bit more to see what I can learn more about uh, live YouTube because this is new. And if you have a question or, you know, something you want to add, please put it in the chat so I can read it and respond back to you. Come on, Paul. I know you have something going on in you. Question, some comment, anything that comes to mind that you are thinking, um, maybe an aha moment, something, realization. I'll sit and... I'll be patient for a second here. Sandy, you too. Anybody on here? I don't, I see that there's five people, but I have no idea who you are, unfortunately. And I do look forward to, to, to learning YouTube live better. And um, I'm so excited to be doing addiction videos because I think that you know, it's really beneficial for people. It's saving lives, it's saving relationships, it's saving families. And I just feel like I feel so grateful to be alive. I feel so thankful to care enough to want to learn about addiction, to care enough about wanting to take care of me instead of just um, allow myself to just self-destruct and destroy, you know, using things to just put in my body that you know, were numbing me that I thought was fun for a long, long time. You know, I, I loved it for a long time. But then, you know, when it's robbing you of being a parent and responsible and it's hurting you and it's hurting your the people that you care about the most, it's it's a big problem. And and there's a lot of people that are so afraid to face it. With drug addiction, being strong is weak and being weak is strong. Okay. Because, and I think that goes with any addiction, if you think about it, because when you're strong, you're ashamed, you're saying that you don't have a problem, that you're in control, that you're managing it, it's not managing you, you're saying that you can handle this, even though there's evidence right there showing you what it's doing, what it's doing to your marriage, what it's doing to your parenting, what it's doing to your family, there's evidence, okay, the money issues, the stress, the slack of sleep, the irritability, the hopelessness, the depression, all these things, having to go to the doctor, 
you have all these things showing you that you have a problem, but you want to be strong. So you're going to be strong, which is really weak. But when you can surrender and be weak and say, I have a problem. And, you know, when you can let go and just admit that you're having a hard time managing your life on life's terms, your life is not in control. You are not running it properly. It is running you because there is something out there that is causing you to do things you wouldn't normally do. It is getting in the way of you being your best self. When you can surrender to that and say, I'm done, you know, when it to brings you to your knees and you can say, I'm done, help me. And you surrender. So you, when you're being weak, as they want to call it, you're actually being amazingly strong. That is courage. And that is a winner. So remember that, that it takes a lot of courage and it's very empowering to be weak, believe it or not, when it comes to addiction, it's reversed. And, you know, it's like we live a double life when we're active, we're, we're depressed, we're anxious, we're angry, we're in fear, we're scared, we're running around hopeless, we feel useless, we're inadequate, we're failing at, at, at our relationships and in everything we're supposed to be doing. Active addiction is destroying your life. And then when you get over into the surrender and you're humble and you're grateful and you embrace who you are, every bit of you, because every person in this world has issues. I don't care if they're an addict or if they're codependent or if they're, they seem perfect. Everybody has issues. We are human beings. It's don't compare, never compare yourself. That is comparison is this is a thief of joy. Okay. You are unique. You're special. You're only, you're the only one God's made you just the way you are just for you. So be you love you because nobody can be you better than you. You are the best at being you and you're amazing and you're nobody's better than you and nobody's less than you. Titles don't mean anything. My favorite title is mom. I've been called a lot of things, but you know what? I'm an addict and it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm connected to that truth so that I can do what I need to do. I don't, I don't have to walk around and shout it at the rooftop, but I don't really care. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't define me. What defines me is whether I'm responsible enough to step up to the plate and take the bull by the horns and tackle that thing down. Okay. Whether I'm going to say not today, devil, every day when I get up and I'm going to put that beast to rest rather than let that beast take me. That is what defines me. Character, integrity, honesty, and doing the next right thing. And then I'm a happy girl. Okay. So you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be free. This is a neat journey. We're going to walk together. We're going to be going through the book and, and we're going to be going through different topics of addiction every week. I hope you come back next week. And um, I'm just really excited to help people with this and, and, show you the way and let you know that no matter whatever's happened, like your life starts now, like it's all up to you to create who you want to be 
because you get to be whoever you choose to be. I, I had a vision when I was deep in the throes of my addiction. I mean, you know, I'm hanging around people I would never hang. You hang around lower class people, you're finding yourself in neighborhoods you'd never go to. It's insanity, crazy. And I knew, I'm like, what? Crazy. But all I wanted was to give myself that high to feed my addiction. So I'm going here, there and everywhere, you know, like a Looney Tune just to fill that void and putting myself in complete danger, you know, um, around people who don't have morals and values and are going to rob me. I mean, not to say there's different levels of addiction. I'm not here to judge, but you know, I put myself in some pretty, pretty bad situations and, um, that's okay. It's all part of my story. And, and may those addicts find peace too. May they find help. You know, I pray for them. I pray for everybody. Um, but when I'm running around like a lunatic, bad shit crazy, excuse my French, um, I've got a big problem, but then I make a decision, you know, to do something about it. If, and, and then I find myself happier and healthier than I've ever been when I've gone to the low, you know, over here to this place of complete embarrassment, embarrassment, humiliation, like incomprehensible demoralization, like running around, like making full of myself in the condition where I didn't even want people to look me in the face because just the way I looked was humiliating or, you know, half the time the clothes I had on probably didn't match. And, um, you know, for that, and then to find myself coming to a place of my vision was that I'm going to be this mother that's going to have so much wisdom and love to be able to teach and educate my children with because of what I've just gone through. I'm going to be a daughter that's going to totally love my parents. I'm going to be a sibling, a sister that loves my, I'm going to be my best version of Kathy. I had the vision of who Kathy is like my vision of who I know I am. And I took little baby steps knowing in my heart, I'm going to get to be that girl. And you know what? I got a long ways to go, but I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I use fitness and exercise as one of my tools to build confidence and self-esteem and self-worth. And there's so many tools out there for us. You know, sunshine, sitting on the beach. There's so many things, prayer, meditation, that we'll get into all the different topics of what we can do um, to give ourselves what we deserve as addicts. And... Um, I still don't see any messages or comments written in the chat section. So I'm going to kind of take that as maybe you just wanted to listen tonight and you don't want to engage, which is perfectly fine. Thank you so much for coming on here and joining me. And I hope that, that you were able to you know, get a little nugget, some sort of value out of this. That's my intention is to, deliver content that really helps people to feel better and, you know, educate you so that you know what to do. I, I want to equip people with skills and tools so you all can be happy and healthy. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye for tonight. And I really hope to see you next Monday at 530 and it'll go a little smoother. All right. Peace. Thank you. You suck as a parent.
How many of you have said that to yourself? Played that tape in your mind? I have. It's not true. You don't suck as a parent. The truth is, we could all be better parents. And it's not ever what we think it is when we're having an issue in a relationship with our children. Most of the time, it's something going on inside of us. Something that we don't even know. Because we don't know what we don't know until we know it. So a lot of times, we're having all this negative results, negative rapport, there's communication breakdown, there's listening breakdown, and we're not in touch with what's really going on. I'm Coach Kathy. I'm an accountability coach, and I want to help you have the absolute healthiest relationships you can, not just with your children, starting with yourself. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and email me at ck.accountableactions.com for an appointment for your complimentary coaching session today. Peace out. Taking a break from my course I'm in the middle of just to give you a health tip this morning. This is a really awesome health tip on starting your day by boosting your metabolism. So, pay attention, get your pen and paper, write this down. I've also written it in the notes up in the uh, subject line of the video, so it should be written out for you. So, how to boost your metabolism first thing in the morning. Cup, tablespoon, and get a measuring cup as well. You want to use aloe vera juice. I order mine through Amazon and I have it mailed to me. It's hard to find this product at the store sometimes. You definitely want to get the right one. It can't have any calories. Okay, and then lemon juice. 100% lemon juice. No sugar. Absolutely no sugar. Apple cider vinegar. This tastes horrible so we have to like mind over matter I don't know pitch your nose like you used to when you took cough medicine when you were a child whatever you have to do just get it down and 10 ounces of alkaline water or regular water okay so you take your cup you take tablespoon two two tablespoons apple cider vinegar two tablespoons of aloe vera two ounces of lemon juice okay measure it in a measure cup two ounces the other two are two tablespoons two ounces then ten ounces of water and you put it all in your cup and you stir it up and you chug a lug down it goes this is going to be an amazing metabolism booster. Start your day off with this. It's also good for gut health. So you're going to love it and you're going to feel it right away. So rock that good habit. Here's a little trick for you to boost your metabolism. Enjoy it and get it on. Peace out.